0: Recorded live. Jeremiah Live Bible Study. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahshua as we go through the last chapter here of Jeremiah. Chapter 52, we're going to be picking it up in verse 12. But before we do that, let's go to the Psalms. Give glory to God. Psalms. 111. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. You understand? This is the way Israel should have been in the time of Jeremiah. Jeremiah went to them, he warned them over and over again, and so did many other prophets of God, to warn them for years and years and years, turn back, and new kings were set up, God warned them, new kings were set up, God warned them, you understand there's a process of time where they were warned by God over and over again because that's the way God is, because God is merciful. God has compassion, as the psalm tells us. And understand that church, listen, God is compassionate, and he will help you out. But he has a way of doing things. Jesus showed us that way. And Israel didn't pay attention. They got punished by God after God warned them, Church, you're going to get punished by God. Once saved, always saved is a false doctrine of Satan. So the reality is, is that, yes, God is great, and God is honorable, and God is righteous, and God has mercy, but guess what? He wants you to give him glory in the way you are. He wants you to be honorable. He wants you to be holy, not give up these, you know, Uh, ideas in your head that, hey, I'm only human, so guess what? God knows that. My sins are all set. He knows I'm going to fail. So it's okay with him. No, it's not okay with him. I've heard Christians say that you're not supposed to fear God, but yes, you are. If you fear him, verse 10 The fear of the Lord, that's not Jesus. That's Yahweh, by the way. You're not supposed to fear Jesus. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise, endureth forever. Oh, yes. God will provide for you as long as you fear him. That means... Understand that, how do you fear him? How do you show him you fear him? You stop listening to the flesh, and you start following the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Stop doing flesh things 100% of the time. Does that mean God wants some puppets? No. He knows that we're human. But guess what? You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. You've got to be led by the Spirit so God can use you. And if you do, verse 5 tells you here in, in Psalms 111, he hath given meat unto them that fear him. Do you understand? He has given meat to them that fear him, meat having spiritual meat. But if you don't fear God... He's not going to give you spiritual meat because you're not giving him glory. You're not holy. You're not spiritually growing so he can't use you. And that's exactly what happened with Judah, Jerusalem. And their punishment was because They wouldn't listen to God. They wouldn't listen to his prophets who came and told them over and over again. Like God sends people today to the churches, to the pastors, to explain to them that they're doing it the wrong way. That isn't Jesus' way. That isn't the way that you're supposed to be doing it. Picking it up in Jeremiah, chapter 52, verse 12, understand that the rulership, the king and all of his group, have been carried away or killed or taken out of the picture. The highest ones. Now, Let's go to verse 12, which is talking about a different group. Now, in the fifth month, in the tenth day of the month, which was the nineteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came Nebuchadnezzar, captain of the god, which served the king of Babylon into Jerusalem. So they broke down the wall, they took out the king, And now the captain, he's the one in charge of King Nebuchadnezzar's army, he came into Jerusalem. And what happened? What happened to Jerusalem? To the city of God that David built. You understand that this city was supposed to be the one that was the city to the world. That Israel was supposed to bring in the Gentiles to believe in God to see how it's done. See what God does for his people. But guess what happened? 13. And and burned the house of the Lord. So the first thing that Nebuchadnezzar uh, did was he burned the house of the Lord. He burned the temple, the big Solomon's temple, the one he built, amazing temple that he built, this huge place in God's honor. It was burnt, destroyed. Christian, Guess what? When Satan arrives on earth, his system shows up. The Antichrist shows up. Your church, all that you've been taught, all the stuff that's false doctrine and all the garbage that your churches are t- teaching will be replaced by Satan and destroyed and It's going to be gone. He's not going to have anything on the earth of any kind of religion other than what he wants to have. So all that you know and have been taught will be done away with and destroyed. And so they destroyed the temple. And the king's house, they destroyed the king's house. They'd already taken the king. And all the houses of Jerusalem. So this was a very rich city. You had a lot of rich people in in town. And so they destroyed all the beautiful houses that were in Jerusalem. And all the houses of the great men burned he with fire. So... The powers that were in control of Jerusalem were destroyed and burned. Now, what did they used to do in those houses? They used to burn incense to other gods. And that's what Jeremiah and the rest of the prophets came to them and told them, stop burning incense on top of your roofs to other gods. You understand? So God took it out. Absolutely. He took, got rid of it. And that's what's going to happen when Satan's controlling this earth. Everything that you know will be taken out. It's all going to be replaced by Satan's system. And all the army of the Chaldean, Chaldeans that were with the captain of the God break down all the walls of Jerusalem round about. So they had an amazing city. They had built a huge wall all around Jerusalem to protect it from invaders. And you see, Nebuchadnezzar had a hard time getting through that wall because it was so powerful. It took a few years. But once they finally got through to that wall, through the wall, they got rid of the wall so that they wouldn't have that trouble anymore. See, Jerusalem wouldn't have been destroyed if they had followed what God had said, and that was to serve the king of Babylon. To They would have stayed there, the king would have been still in charge, and everything would have stayed the way it was if they had served the king of Babylon like God had told them to do. Do things his way the king of Babylon, because I sent him. But they didn't do that. So what happened is that they got the wall destroyed. So what does the wall signify? Well, it signifies their protection, you see. When Satan is on earth, you're not going to have any protection. There isn't going to be anything to protect you, you know, They have this crazy idea nowadays, the blood of Jesus protects you. No, the Bible doesn't say nothing about the blood of Jesus is used to protect you. It's not for protection. What it's for is having to do with your sin, not as a little shield. Okay? So your protection, whatever it may be, is going to be taken away from you as a believer. If you're working against God, if you haven't done what you're supposed to have done, which is what Jerusalem didn't do, then you will have your protection taken away. I want us to go hold your place in Jeremiah and go to Ephesians, Chapter 6, and understand what our protection is supposed to be, okay? What is your protection supposed to be? Ephesians chapter 6. And I want you to read with me, beginning in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So, guess what? If you do what Ephesians 6 tells you to do, and you have the whole armor of God, then when Satan and his systems on earth, you will be protected. And Satan can't harm you. But guess what? If you don't even know you're supposed to have that on, or if you only have one or two of the pieces of this armor of God, when Satan's system's on earth, he's going to get right through and take it away and destroy it. You need every piece of that armor during the time Satan's system controls this earth. And if you don't, it'll be just like. Jerusalem, the walls of Jerusalem taken down, destroyed. Verse fifteen, back in Jeremiah fifty-two. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of God, carried away captives certain of the poor of the people. So there was some of the poor. You see, they didn't have the houses. They didn't have the stuff that they burned in Jerusalem, but they lived in Jerusalem, okay? And the residue of the people that remained in the city, the residue of the people that remained in the city, so you've got the poor, and he took out, who did he take out? Anybody, the residue that was left that lived in Jerusalem, that that was their city. You see, because there wasn't just the king's people in Jerusalem; it was a lot of people that had lived in Jerusalem, heard the warnings of Jeremiah and the prophets, and had gone against what God had told them to do. So, he took out the residue of the people out of Jerusalem, and then what happens? And those that fell away, and that fell to the king of Babylon and the rest of the women. Then Nebuchadnezzar, Adon, the captain of God, carried away captive certain of the poor of the people, and the residue of the people that remained in the city, and those that fell away, that fell to the king of Babylon, and then the rest of the multitude. So there was a bunch of people that lived there that, were killed, like God had said would happen. There was a lot of stuff going on. You've got to understand that part of what happened before the wall fell, before they got through, was that there was a famine. That's how come the king ran away and his army ran away, was because they had been outside the wall, surrounding the wall for years, and there's no food able to come into Jerusalem. So the reason why they ran away was because they either tried to get away because there was no more food left. So the people in town, they were hungry. So you've got stuff going on here. And people running away. Remember what Jeremiah had said. He had said, when the Chaldeans come, serve them. Fall down and serve them. When you see him fall down and serve him, well, that didn't work, did it? No, they they fell to the king of Babylon, meaning that they were killed. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the god, left certain of the poor of the land for fine dresses and for husbandmen, so they weren't. Uh, they were going to let some of the people stay. To and it's the poor now to work the uh, yards, the vineyards, because it was a great city. And so, yeah, there was there was uh, vineyards and there was uh, trees and there was all kinds of stuff there. Um, and they were kept there to work at the poor. Why did they keep the poor? The reason why they kept the poor is because the poor are not the 1%, as we say in modern times, you see. The poor are poor because that's their personalities. That's the way they are. They don't have the gumption to fight. They don't have the gumption to work too hard. They don't have the gumption that it takes to build a city to be a part of the royalty, to take leadership. You see, most poor people are poor because they are made that way. Especially in today's world, they say it's a, um, it's a, a way of thinking. That's right. So that's why the poor were left. Because the poor had never fine dress, They didn't own property. They didn't know how to do that stuff. They had to learn about all that stuff. And Nebuchadnezzar knew that. He knew that these people didn't know nothing about this. They had to be taught, and they were going to do the work for Nebuchadnezzar. And they didn't have any ability not to do it. And 17 says, and also the pillars of brass that were in the house of the Lord and the bases and the brazen sea that was in the house of the Lord. The Chaldeans break and carried all the brass of them to Babylon. So before they destroyed and burnt the temple, the thing is that, guess what? They got everything of value out of it. Not going to burn that. That's the spoil of war. So they got all everything that was in the house of the Lord that was of value before they burned it. The cauldrons also and the shovels and the snuffers and the bowls and the spoons, all the vessels of brass wherewith they ministered, took they away. So, of course you know, everything of value taken away. And the basins, and the firepans, and the bowls, and the cauldrons, and the candlesticks, and the spoons, and the cups, that were which of gold in gold, and that which was of silver in silver, took the captain and the god away. Now, the reason why they did not leave anything of value in town was because in those days, you could buy armies. So, They wanted to make sure that these people had no way of getting together and making an army to go against Nebuchadnezzar. The two pillars, 1c, verse 20, and 12 brazen bulls that were under the bases which King Solomon had made in the house of the Lord, the brass of all these vessels. Was without weight, so you understand. This was there was so much stuff in there that they that they they couldn't weigh it. <laughs> it was just so much they just took it away. You understand. And concerning the pillars, the height of one pillar was eighteen cubits, and a fillet of twelve cubits did compass it, and the thickness thereof was four fingers. It was. And a chapiter of brass was upon it, and the height of the chapiter was five cubits, with network and pomegranates upon the chapiter round about all the brass, the second pillar also, and the pomegranates were like unto these. And there were ninety and six pomegranates on a side, and all the pomegranates upon the network were a hundred rounds about so you understand everything that they had of value was going to be gone christians when satan systems on earth everything that you consider valuable spiritually speaking in your churches and in your your nonsense stuff that you have that you hold in value satan will Get rid of. And he's going to replace it with his system, just like Nebuchadnezzar did to Jeremiah's group here in Jerusalem. I want you to go to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. And I want you to Go with me to chapter 2, and I want you to go with me to verse 4. And it says, Who opposeth and exalt himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is So you understand that's what Nebuchadnezzar did. You're going to understand, he says, that your God didn't do anything to help you. And I'm here, and my God, and my stuff. And so when Satan's on earth, he's going to get rid of everything that churches hold of value in their houses. Supposed to be Bethel, houses of God, but churches today are so far away from churches of God, they have a bunch of nonsense in them. You know, like music, the music ministry, and the children's ministry, and um, the play ministries and the women's ministries and the men's ministries and the couples ministries and the marriage ministries and all this nonsense, okay, which Jesus didn't do. And having a church itself, Jesus didn't do. He didn't tell you to build churches. So guess what? Satan's going to have one temple. That's right. Satan's going to have one temple. So all your churches, all your nonsense that you have in your churches is all going to be done away with when Satan's system arrives on earth. Because see, Satan is trying to copy God and trying to pretend to be like God. So guess what? When Jesus arrives on earth, he's not going to allow Satan's stuff to stay, so he's going to get rid of it all. And where is Jesus going to end up on earth? Jerusalem. That's right. So guess what? That's what Satan's going to do with his system and his Antichrist, and they're going to be in Jerusalem. There's going to be one temple, so it's going to pretend to be like God wanted Israel to do, back before they fell. The purpose of Israel was to be the nation that God would use, the nation of priests, that God would use to bring the world to worship God. God's way. It didn't work out too well. They did their own thing. So they got destroyed. And so Christians, Jesus showed us again the same thing. Say nothing about building no churches in all the towns and all the cities and all the stuff. No, he didn't tell us to do that. And they didn't do that back in the time of the apostles or Paul. No, they didn't. They met house to house, they got to know each other. It was close knit groups, everybody knew everybody, the pastors knew everybody. The elders knew people, they knew who believed, who didn't, who was a part of the church, who wasn't a part of the body of Christ. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But it's morphed into this nonsense of what we have today. And when Satan arrives, his Antichrist arrives first, and the Antichrist, which in Revelation 13 is looks like the lamb, but speaks as the dragon. That's not Satan. It's his Jesus, quote, Jesus. It's his lamb. And he's going to get rid of all the churches, all the things that you consider holy. Just like in Jeremiah Nebuchadnezzar, took everything out. And what did Nebuchadnezzar do? He set up people that were not leaders of any kind whatsoever and gave them things to do in his kingdom. And so when the Antichrist shows up on earth, that's what's going to happen you're going to have people that are certain people that he's going to set up as doing things for his system. And that completes this study. Jeremiah will pick it up next time and find out what's going to happen to another group.